Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, Spokes, what's up? What is going on? Happy Thursday. Happy podcast day. Um, I am doing well, to be honest with you. Um, my sleep was really shitty this past week. Like I had like two or three days in a row. Like I think it was Friday and Saturday, maybe Thursday too, where um, I woke up at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, couldn't fall back asleep. Saturday, I had to work an entire nursing shift. I was there till 7 p.m. So I was really, really tired. Yeah, like super exhausted, just like really fatigued. So I check in tomorrow with my coach. I ended up only getting three training sessions this week, which kind of sucks. But I'm like, dude, like I need to sleep because like my body is not recovering. Like I was honestly sore, like a little bit longer than I normally am for my leg day. And I was like, dude, like it's because my sleep is so shitty. Like I was tossing and turning all night. So I was like, all right, we're just going to pull myself out of the gym. Not what I wanted to do, but, you know, you know, good, good point of information to let everyone know that like when you're not sleeping and doing the bare minimum of like eating, drinking water or sleep, like training's got to go, which we know mentally can suck. Like, I mean, you had an injury, you were out of the gym for a while, like it's tough, especially when like, you're kind of in a good groove and I'm like, man, my training's been going really well. I feel really good. Like I'm hyped. I want to be there. Like the pumps are good, but I just like cut it. And I knew it was going to be like a shit workout. I wasn't going to feel good. And then I was going to be like upset with myself, but Saturday into Sunday, I ended up sleeping for like 10 hours. I posted on Instagram that like I woke up, my festive blood glucose was like 74. I felt Mm -hmm. so fresh. I didn't even wake up once like in that 10 hour time span didn't even wake up to pee didn't even turn over like I was like a corpse in my bed and it was the best (laughs) she was I was a corpse (laughs) literally and I was like god why can't I sleep like that every night like just a dead body to be honest with you I used to be on like sleep meds and like I got really really good sleep then but um I don't know then I got gut dysbiosis so you tell me you know yeah (laughs) it didn't fix the problem that my sleep still sucked it was a band-aid for sure. For sure. Well, I'm glad you got a comatose sleep. Oh yeah. That's a better way to put it. I'm like, I'm over here talking about dead and you're like, it's just like a light coma. It's, just, it's a and medically induced comatose. Right. Right. How are you? How's your week been? Bro, life has been throwing me some curveballs lately, but I have to remind myself that even on my worst days, it's somebody else's dream. So this is the 411. Um, so my grandma was in the hospital with like some really bad stomach pains. Um, and they really weren't like sure what was going on. Um, and then I got a a call from my mom. It was Friday. Eric and I were having our little happy hour date where we just go up to like the local stones throw, which is like a little like burger bar joint. And we get like diet Cokes and just like, you know, it's literally like you would go like after work to like have drinks or whatever with your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Well, we do that only with diet Cokes and just like yeah. get out of the house. Um, when she called me and she's like, Hey, I need to let you know that your grandma died. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Fuck. Yeah. I was like, fuck. So I'll be like, going to, did they say it non- that like nonchalant? Like that was kind of like, well, like she, I mean, you have to think like, she's like, she wasn't like a home with, with grandpa. Right. right. And it's like, you know, they had, she had really bad stomach pains. They weren't really sure. Like and a big bomb to drop like, Hey, by the yeah. way, you know, like, yeah, 
It definitely really was. Um, Cause my mom was like, can you chat? I have some news. And normally if it's like good news or whatever, she uses emojis, but she had no emojis. And I was like, okay, this is not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't going to be good news. And so I was like, Eric, I'll be back in a second. And she like called and she was bawling and like, I'm okay, but like, I'm going to be flying to Ohio on Thursday. Um, And it sucks because the viewing is Wednesday and the funeral is Thursday morning, but I can't get a flight till Thursday evening. So like, I, yeah, I just can't make it happen because which leads me to my next thing. Um, so even though I'm able to go to Ohio and at least see my grandpa and like have closure, cause I can at least see where she's being buried. So that's going to be good for mm-hmm. me to at least have that closure, but leads me to the next like big thing is there is an update on my shithole, right? So the talked about like the, the hole that's in my foundation that my house is yeah. like may or may not caving into. Well, to get that filled is absurdly expensive and we have a bunch of other repairs that we need to do to the house so that way it doesn't like get rotted from underneath because obviously charleston's a swamp it's very very swampy very humidity and we have a crawl space and so like to do all of the repairs to get like our 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 shithole filled in to move like ac units and ductwork and all this other encapsulation bullshit is going to be like 30 g's who the fuck has that? Why is that so expensive? Like, why do they, like, I understand, like, shit's expensive. Like, holy fuck. But it's, like, they they just, like, lay it down. Like, yeah, it's going to be, like, 30 Gs. Like, nobody fucking has that laying around. I was, like. Do, good for you. I literally, like, and here's the, here's, like, the thing of it all. It's, like, okay, obviously, this is, like, gross negligent, right? To, to create an addition over a, an aseptic tank that mm-hmm. wasn't properly disposed of. That is a code violation, right? So. Oh, no shit. Yeah, Wait. it's a. Do they like find that out when you get like a house inspection, like when you first bought the house? So that's the thing is because this is like a 40 year process, right? So whenever like the OG homeowners went from septic to like city water or however the fuck that works, they were just like, oh, just put some shit over the septic tank, like just some like dirt and stuff. But like, if you're not, if you don't properly dispose of that, it decomposes, right? So that's where we have like almost like a man-made sink shithole from septic like quicksand but with shit kind of right <laughs> it's like the squirts right the earth squirts um no the earth didn't even make that we made that i know we made that <laughs> right and so it's a code violation right because obviously like the the surveyor and the construction company that put on the addition to our house should have like noticed that there was a septic tank there so someone like skipped over it but here's the deal the construction company that put on our addition is no longer a construction company because the man that owned the construction company is dead. So we can't even take him to court over this because he's not amongst the living. So we're like, what the fuck do we do? Like we called a lawyer about it and he was like, don't call me unless the house caves in. I'm like, well, even then what the fuck is he going to do? Cause he pretty much just said he can't fucking do anything. Like does homeowners insurance help with that? Probably not. That's a stupid thing to say. The only they was this would be the only time where we would cash in on homeowners insurance if our house went like, you know. Yeah, but you have to wait for it to get shitty, right? Like you have to literally wait for your house to fucking fall apart. Ding, 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 ding. So we're just like in limbo, and meanwhile, Eric put up a Craigslist. Come fill in my hole. Like, oh yeah. How many bites did you get on that? I'm about oh to look my it gosh, up. right. I'm hoping we get some real quirky people. And then like to put the cherry on top of this Monday, I went outside to check my mail barefoot and a single, single thread fire ant just decided to chomp my foot. 
So I have mm-hmm. like my foot burning now that I'm trying not to itchy scratchy, but I'm just like, okay, so we got the grandma, we got the shithole, and then we have a fire ant. And I'm like, you know what? I'm still blessed because I still had good food to eat. I was able to have a baller leg day and I have the ability to at least be able to see my family mm-hmm. in a couple of days. And so even on my worst days, it is still a good day. Yeah. No, like she was trying to find like that silver lining. Like that's key for, for everything. And that's something that I think like everyone needs to work on. It's hard. And it's, it's good that you are still like realizing and having like a lot of like gratitude because that is something that like, you know, we can hyper-focus on. And I think it like starts to get into like that tumbleweed effect. That's like yes. all these bad things are happening to me. I'm like, I'm going to make my life even worse. Like we self do it to ourselves, honestly. Mm. Um, you know, and we, I mean, it's instinct, like, right. Like when it rains, it pours. Right. But guess what? Like you can go outside and stand in the rain with a fucking umbrella, right. It's still raining, but you're going to be dry. And that's essentially what you're doing here, which is awesome. So I'm sorry that you're having a, a rough time. You know, I guess like it could be worse. You could fall in your shithole and be covered in somebody else's poop from 40 years ago <laughs> probably like 100 plus yeah like i picture like a dumped over porter potty and you inside of it which is horrible but that's what went to my mind i mean that's what it feels like but you know what it's okay it's okay because like it's gonna work out it's just one of those it things will. where it's yeah. just you almost have to laugh, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. I literally have a shithole. Like, that's literally what we call it is the shithole. Because that's just what it is. It's a whole shit. It's just got to laugh about it. But like, you know, we, we're still very blessed. We still have people that love us. We have a roof over our head for now. <laughs> yeah. we'll just it'll, it'll work out, right? It'll work out. But all that to say this, we're being challenged right now. We're being tested. But we'll weather the storm. Yep. Yeah, that's right. We'll weather the storm. We'll open up our umbrellas. We'll put on our rain boots and hopefully not get bit by fire ants. Right. I'm just going to say one more thing before I introduce our topic for today's podcast. But um, just when you're like, we call it the shithole. So when I was in high school, there was this kid. He was like two grades older than me. And he used to throw these house parties. Like, I don't even think he had parents. I don't ever know where they were, but he had these house parties. His name was Paul. And I'm not going to say his last name, obviously. But anyways, he, we would call his house the shithole. Like, oh, you guys going to the party on Friday at the shithole? Like, his house was a fucking shithole. Like, everyone just, like, party, throw garbage everywhere. Like, it was, like, a fucking shithole. It was, like, a nice house. So, obviously, like, he had to clean it up. But, like, by the time we were done with it, it was, like, a shithole. So, like, it's funny that when you're, like, yeah, we just call it, like, the shithole. I'm, like, dude, like, I am, like, remembering this, like, white house. They had, like, a wraparound porch. Like, that was the shithole. <laughs> like, it literally were, like, yep, see you Friday at the shithole. Like, it was, like, a well-known place. Like, it was, like, oh, yeah, see you Friday at McDonald's. Like, nope, see you Friday at the shithole. Like, <laughs> anyway maybe when we like get through this and eric and i are able to expand our empire maybe we'll have like a, a little bar and call it the shithole or something like that oh, just to, like reminisce just like have like yeah just diet coke on tap and have all the bodybuilders come there and just be like we have diet we have diet coke and coke zero yeah we're fancy where we have both peace up bitch yeah yeah and get like a big stein to put the diet coke in yeah be fancy but <laughs> moving on before we get so sidetracked and start talking about ash building an empire and a bar and getting into that which is be fun we'll plan that one day but today our podcast is going to focus on what to expect for show weekend right so you hear a lot about like show day which we have obviously it's one day of the, of the weekend but what does the whole weekend entail right um like when does it start when does it end like kind of what are you going to be doing we're going to focus more on like the show, like the promoters, like how it's put together. Not so much like you as an athlete, like, are you going to be like, you know, 
peaking and checking in and all of those things. Like we know those happen and we can do a whole nother podcast on like what you expect during like the show day weekend as an athlete. But this is kind of just more so of like, what are the steps to take that? How is the show run? Like what to get you geared up for and to educate you on this process? Because like, if you're a first time competitor and you've never been to a show, obviously either as a spectator and then obviously not as like an athlete, but like you are kind of like mind blown. Like one, it goes fast Two, you kind of have like no idea, like what's going on. There's like a lot of like miscommunication there can be, um, and just like, don't know where to be at the right time and you don't want to miss anything. Right. So, um, I will have Ash start with what day of the week you would say, like the show weekend starts. Yes. That kind of depends on whether or not you're doing like a local show or a national show, or if you're even traveling to a show, because Mm -hmm. ideally we're not traveling on the same day that you check in with the caveat being like, a scoodly boop across town. Like we're talking 20 minutes or something like that. But like, if you were having to travel, ideally we are traveling like on a Wednesday or like, I mean, very last minute Thursday, right? Because we want to make sure that we're not like swollen. We don't want edema. We don't want like that water retention. So want to make sure we're planning accordingly when it comes to traveling to the show, traveling to the venue. Um, And this is where you want to make sure that you're doing your skin prep and doing like your own like tan if you are doing your own tan. And so Mm -hmm. making sure you're taking the the right precautions to do your exfoliations and making sure where your skin is at the point where it can absorb the tan and have like a good layer. So that way you're not like kind of scrambling at the last minute because your skin, depending upon what skin type you have, can be like really, really absorbent or maybe it does like a decent job at showing like multiple coats, but you want to make sure you start the skin prep appropriately say that five times fast. But then like Wednesday, Thursday is kind of like the calm before the storm in my opinion, because Friday is when like the initial like preliminary festivities start to like come about. So this is where like as athletes, you'll like go to the venue and usually the venue will be at the host hotel, or at least like within walking distance too. They try to like organize it if it's a really well-run show. So you're not like running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So normally like the, the venue will be in like a ballroom versus like upstairs, you'll have like your hotel room and stuff like that. But Wednesday or um, Friday evening is kind of when like you start like getting tans. If you're not doing a DIY tan, you'll have your athlete check-ins where you go in, like you get your little badge see the other competitors, um, see the venue, see where you'll be like going on stage. Maybe you see the show promoters, get like your little picture with the uh, like little like background. I don't know what else to call it. Like the little mm-hmm. like show promotion stuff. Yeah. Um, you get a goodie bag mostly too. They might give you like a t-shirt or like some like protein samples, stuff like that from like local sponsors um, and like athletic companies and um, nutrition companies put together a nice little goodie bag. And then you usually get like a schedule of events. So you'll see like what divisions go on first, like kind of like when the show starts for prejudging stuff for finals. So kind of like the whole day on Friday is like, I guess, getting prepared, right? Getting prepared for all of the events that Saturday is about to, to bring about. Right. Yeah. So when we say like, you know, that athlete check-in is like at the venues, it's usually, they usually have like, it's like an open time. So it's like 5 PM to 9 PM or four to eight or whatever that promoter um, wants the athlete check-in to be. And that is when you, you can pick any time in between there to go stand in line. There's usually a lot of other athletes there. So you will be waiting in line um, and they kind of pull like one at a time, so to speak. Um, you kind of, like Ash said, you get your goodie bag, you can see the stage, you get your number. 
do not lose that fucking number that they gave you that little pin because that is essentially your ticket for the show that is how you get on stage if they can't see your number it's one of my like biggest stressors i'm like where's my pin oh my god like you have to have it right you have to show up it's your ticket to get in it's your ticket to compete um you know you pay all of those money for your classes that's what that that um pin represents right that you're an athlete that you belong here that you you're going to compete on stage so she also mentioned tan. Sometimes um, you can, if you're doing it yourself, obviously, um, my recommendation is getting to um, the venue right when it opens, um, the open time, like the start time, get there first, get checked in, go home, do your DIY tan. If you are using the show to get your tan done on Friday, um, you can play around with your check-in times, like around your tan. Like you don't want to show up at four and then your tan is at seven 30 and then you're waiting that whole time, right? Like you want to get back. You want to be comfortable. You want to be relaxing. Some people, when they're around a lot of athletes, it's either really, really invigorating for them or it's really, really stressful for them. It depends on what type of person you are. Me, I don't like to bother. I don't like to fuck with anybody. I like to get in, get out, go back to my hotel room um, or Airbnb or whatever it may be. So at those check-ins, that's kind of how it goes. Those, those are just like my pieces of advice when it comes to like tan and planning and time. I always recommend if you can see the stage, do it. You want to know, like, I will say like 85, maybe even 90% of the time, the stage is going to be like hard floor, but there are some times where they build the stage. Like when I was at the Tampa extravaganza and it's like that little like carpet. Um, so just so you can like mentally prepare, like what your heels um, are going to be on, right? Like, is it, oh shit, like, is this going to be a little bit of, you know, carpet? I have to remember to pick my feet up a little bit more and not trip. So essentially get in, see the stage, all those good things. You can ask questions. And then like Ash said, one of the most important things is going to be that schedule of events, because that is going to tell you like where you need to be, when you need to be, um, backstage or so to speak, like backstage, depending on like what the order of events is. Usually males are always first, females are always second. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, which males are on first, it's usually they go as like, who's like the hardest to peak, so to speak. So like bodybuilding, um, classic men's physique, and then women's, it'll be bodybuilding, figure, wellness, and the bikinis usually last. Um, so judging by that, you can kind of hopefully pick some times out, but go home, sleep, Saturday, it's show day. Oh my God. What happens on fucking show day? What do you do when you wake up first thing in the morning? So this is where like, it really just depends on a lot of your appointments, right? Like mm -hmm. some people, if you're doing a DIY, your, your own tan, like you can do your tan, maybe you have your tan touch up, but this is where it kind of like is a gamble based on like your coordination with like your makeup artist and hair artist. Um, obviously, if you're doing it yourself, you have like a bunch more flexibility. But I almost compare show day to getting married because it's mm. kind of like a lot of waiting on like your makeup artist and stuff like that. So like usually like like for me, um, my appointments were really early. So I'd wake up, I would like run to my hair appointment or run to my makeup appointment, then my hair appointment, and then do like my touch up tan. Um, and then sometimes it's like flipped on the other way around. So this is where it's like, for me, if you can, I would do your tan first and then like your makeup and hair second. So that way your makeup artist is able to like match the, your tan mm -hmm. as closely as possible. Not to say that it should be the exact same color because that's not true. We don't want it to be the exact same, but we also don't want it to like look, you know, multiple shades different and it'd be like- We want it blended. That's yes. the term. Yes, blended, mm -hmm. not- like, what do they call it? Like a, I think they called it like a moon face or something like that. I don't know. I was in the crowd one time. It was like 
floating heads maybe is that right I don't know I use the term like muddy like when people look like muddy because like you know how like mud can have like different colors and it can yeah yeah, like either like your body will look muddy because it looks so different from your face or your Mm -hmm. face look muddy because it looks so different from your body it's just like dirty (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah. Once you get like all your hair, makeup and tan kind of like situated, then this is where you have like an early athlete meeting. And sometimes they'll have like a super special guest to kind of like talk to the athletes and kind of like get you guys pumped up. Like I know Ash hasn't been to the morning athlete meeting because she's like, they say it's mandatory. Same. Okay. That's another thing I forgot to mention too, is like the athlete check-in is fucking mandatory. Like I said, you get your number, you check in, you tell them you're here. That's how you get on stage. They also say the athlete meeting is mandatory on Saturday morning. There has been one show that I've heard of where they've done the athlete meeting on Friday night, which I think is honestly better because Saturday mornings are hectic, but yeah, so they have these athlete meetings. Um, Ash is going to talk about it because I have no clue what goes on during them because I've never been to one in the six shows I've done because I'm usually getting my hair and makeup done and do not take this advice, but I think they're pointless, but I've never been to one. So how do I know if it's pointless or not? (laughs) I wouldn't say I think if you're a first time, first time, I think it's good. So that way you kind of like start to calm your nerves a little bit because they will give you like another rundown of what show day is going to look like. They will talk about like, hey, this is a big show. So we're going to be running a tight schedule. So like your routines, like you have this amount of seconds on stage or maybe it's a smaller show. So they'll be like, hey, guys, this is a smaller show. We're going to give you guys as much time in front of the judges as we possibly can it's really laid back so really they kind of like set expectations of show day which I think is beneficial depending upon like your temperament as an athlete for me I'm kind of high strong and so like I like to know kind of like the order of events and how quickly things are going to go but Ash does a really good job of like kind of like dissociating and just being like a, a cool cucumber so like I could totally see for her athlete meaning is pointless but sometimes they'll have like a guest poser or like a, you know, a cool IFBB pro that might give you guys like a pep talk or be like, Hey guys, like, remember to have fun. You worked really hard. I think sometimes mm-hmm. that's cool. Cause I think my first show, uh, Phil Heath was like the, the guest poser. And like, that was pretty cool to like give him yeah. a fist bump. You know what I'm saying? So like, that was a neat experience, but like, it's not that big of a deal really. Like if you can't go to it because like your hair or makeup or tan appointments over it don't skip those makeup appointments to go to the yeah. Athlete meeting yeah like those like as we've talked about like your whole entire presentation is important which we'll do our next podcast on which is exciting um so yeah you don't want to miss those appointments so when it comes to like weighing out one or the other what's going to be better but like more better i guess you could say more better good good grammar ash um it's uh obviously doing your hair doing your tan um I was just thinking as Ash is talking like I should probably go to an athlete meeting so I know like what to tell my fucking athletes like next time I compete because they're always like should I go and I'm like I mean yeah you should but like I can't hold you to that standard if that's something that I've never done right like I'm not gonna lie to you guys I don't know what goes on so I can't give you any information um so it's good that you were able to talk about that but yeah um I do think they set the tone they let you know my athlete Amber that just competed not too long ago she um went to the athlete meeting and they told her exactly what you said about how it's a smaller show they'll have time on stage not too many competitors just have fun relax you guys made it congratulations kind of thing like that and um I have heard sometimes they make schedule adjustments or changes so 
to a point it can be important, but also to, um, I'm gonna be a devil's advocate. You can always like ask when you show up at the venue, like, Hey, did anything change? Did they say anything important? Like you can ask the other people and they're usually like relatively pretty nice about it. But after everything is all set, you're all ready to go. You show up at the venue, the athlete meeting is over. Next comes up or the next thing on the list, I guess is prejudging. Mm-hmm. So that is first, right? Um, so like we talked about, they'll have a schedule. It usually starts around 9 a.m. Um, I've seen some that are eight, some that are 10. Again, depending on how many athletes, depending on how they want to run their day, um, then they will go through, you know, while you're at prejudging, they will have that order of, of athletes. So whether it's bodybuilding first, um, they will call it in that order. So essentially backstage sometimes isn't as big as you think it should be. And not all athletes are going to be backstage during that time. So, um, you know, you can sit in the audience, you can chill in your hotel room if you feel comfortable doing that. But the thing is, if you miss your, your lineup, like, and you miss getting on stage, you don't get a second chance. Right. So Ash was saying earlier how I'm chill as a cucumber and I disassociate, which can be kind of a good thing for stress levels, but kind of a bad thing because I've shown up to a show and they're like, your class is lining up. Like, why are your heels not on? I'm like, cool. All right. I'm ready to go. Like, I, you know, like, and that would stress a lot of people out. But for me, I'm like, fuck it. Like, let's like, I work well under pressure. Clearly I work in the, the ER, but um, so they want to make sure that if you're at the show, they'll tell you when to go backstage. And once you get backstage, then they'll start lining you up. And that's when they get more specific with the classes. So they will be like bikini, um, you know, class A, we need you all lined up, class A novice, true novice, whatever it may be. So you really need to listen and backstage. And that's when they start lining you up. Um, So during prejudging for bikini, you will do your entire routine in the morning. They will go through comparisons um, and then they will have you guys line up on the sides of the stage and then they will call you out for for placing. Um, And I'm sure if you've competed before, you've heard this. If you have not, there's something called first call-outs, second call-outs, third call-outs, and so on, depending on how many athletes. First call-outs mean it's usually like the top five, top six. Those are going to be people that are going to place the highest in the class. And this happens during pre-judging, right? So the judges are sitting there, they're judging you, they're calling out the best of that class, and then they are lining you up in comparison, those top six people, right? They may move you around during pre-judging. You will get a lot more posing in pre-judging than you will in finals. Finals is just to kind of show the nighttime people like it's a little bit of a show you get your award you stand out there you hit a few posts but you do not go through your full routine that is for pre-judging the comparisons happen during pre-judging as well um so with the placements if you're in the middle essentially means first to the left if you're looking at everyone is second third then fourth and fifth on the outsides right and that's that's pretty much how it goes but Essentially, it can be pretty fast paced from the time that you line up backstage, you get on stage, you go through your routine, you get placed, you will think that you are on stage for three minutes. And like, it's like, okay, like that was really quick. So you have to make sure you're listening during prejudging, but also to like, this is when like the most happens, right? Um, and then prejudging again can take a really, really long time. And you may not even like we said at the be- or a few minutes ago. It starts at 9 a.m. If you are a bikini, which is usually last, you may not even go on till one, two, three, four in the afternoon, right? So you're waiting around a long time just to get on stage to do your routine, go through these comparisons, um, get your placement and get off stage, relax before final time. Yeah. I've also been to show- shows where like bikinis first. So you really just do have to pay attention and mm-hmm. like be on top of it. 
Um, something I do want to add when it comes to the actual like pre-judging. Um, my first show, what they did, and I think this is common of most shows. Um, the what they'll do is I call this like a little pre-judging foreplay, is to make the athletes a little bit more comfortable. They don't just send you out one by one. They'll kind of like show the entire class. So they might have like a first wave of like maybe like depending on how big your show is, like eight, six to maybe nine girls in your class, like first wave to see all the competitors. And then if there's like multiple like waves of girls in your single class, they'll kind of like bring the girls out just to get a first look at everyone before your individual routines. And I really like when they do this. So that way, like not only do the judges kind of like get a general idea of either how big the class is or how competitive the class is, but it also gives the athlete a chance to kind of like get their nerves out a little mm -hmm. bit. It can be a little easier to go out with a group of, you know, a herd versus just like being by the watering hole by yourself. So like, I liked that. So that way, when you do your individual routine, yes, it is very quick, but you've already like seen the stage. You've already been on the stage. You know what it feels like. And like, you're a little bit more comfortable. So even if you do get the jitters, I mean, shake a little bit, like you have kind of like a chance to like get the shakes out before like you do your individual routine and before you're really starting to be judged. Yeah. I think I've only done one show where they've done that. Like Ash said, it's, I think it is becoming more popular now, but I don't think before it was my first show. I didn't do it First couple shows in my second season. I didn't really do it nationals for sure. We definitely did it there. They brought you all out um, to kind of see like, okay, what is, I think also too, it's to show like, kind of like, where are we at? Like, you know, like, where are we at with this class? Like, does everybody look hard in this class? Does everybody look a little bit softer? Like, where does our judging criteria need to be? Right. Obviously they don't change the criteria. Like bikini is still fucking bikini, but it is kind of to get like, all right, like let's level out the playing field. Where are we at? What, you know, what do we like rather than trying to be like, um hmm, who was that girl like a couple girls ago like they get to see everyone kind of make little notes of like their preference what they think looks good what's what fits the criteria what's going to place high so then when you do come out and do your full routine they're like oh yeah I had this number started let me really really look in on this like really focus in on this like did I think this was an appropriate um look for everyone that came out and um, remember what Ash just said they will have your number starred they cannot mm -hmm. see your number they do not star your number. So just remember that to have your, like your, your number visible at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They'll definitely um, tell you when they can't and they kind of get pissed. Like they'll be like, um, turn so we can see your number. And then you're like, fuck, I don't want to get out of my front pose. Like if I turn a little bit, like maybe my waist will look fatter. Like I'm not trying to fucking do that. So make sure your number's in a good spot. Like, obviously this is a little bit of a side tangent. Um, but when you are like, sending your check-in photos to your coach like Saturday morning before you, you step on stage, make sure the number you can see it head on. And um, if it's not adjust it before you even fucking get there. Right. Um, so it's in a good spot. You can see it in the pictures. So the judges will be able to see it as well um, because that is really important. Um, so when pre-judging ends, what do you do? What happens next? Like, okay, like we just got done with the whole busy morning. We did all of our makeup. We did our hair. We did our tan. Um, we pumped up. We got on stage. We did pre-judging. What time is it? Okay, maybe it's three o'clock. Maybe it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, let me check my sheet of schedules. What's next? Oh, finals. Finals can start. I typically see like five or 6 p.m. I've seen you some can... at three. It really just does depend. Like I it's like wish. so... 
I think it's for pros what they'll do. They they'll do like amateurs, then pros, and then pros and amateurs. But like my final started at three because it was just a small show. So like it yeah. started at nine and they were like, okay, well, my, might as well start finals at three because like there was no reason to make people come back later because it was just so small. Right. Yeah. So essentially, like we kind of talked about, like finals will start. So in between that time of like pre-judging and finals, like they don't really have anything set up for the athletes. Like you're kind of just at your own discretion of like what you want to do. Me personally, I'm a napper. I you, I get up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning to get my hair started. I usually typically do my own hair and I'm not a fucking hairstylist anymore. So it takes me a little bit longer than like those wizards who can get it done in 40 minutes. And I'm like, okay, cool. It took me an hour 20, whatever. Um, So, you know, I am go back. I will take a nap for an hour or two, rest up a little bit, make sure my legs and feet are up because we don't really want inflammation. That's going to be the biggest thing. If you take one thing from this fucking podcast, it's in between prejudging and finals, put your legs up, rest them. (laughs) Um, right. So that's typically what I do. Some people will hang around the venue. I typically try, if you have a hotel room in the venue, like that is the best thing. You can just go right upstairs to your room. You can relax, you can chill, you can get another meal in, you can check in again with your coach. You can just kind of vibe out, decompress, think about what happened, you know, um, obviously, you know, congratulate yourself. So you made it to show day, which is really awesome. And then come back down for finals. Um, like we said, finals is going to go a lot quicker. So like you, one thing you don't want to like misjudge is like, okay, prejudging started at nine and I went on at one. So that's four hours. So I probably don't even have to be down there till 9 p.m. That's not a good way to think. I thought that way before. And that's why I'm saying, I'm like, oh yeah, like I got plenty of time and that's, probably the same time where I was like, they're lining you up. You need to put your fucking shoes on and go <laughs> show. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, it's going to take like four hours. Like no problem, but they move a lot quicker. Like we talked about, they do all the comparisons. They will not have you come back out. Like Ash talked about with like, just doing that initial run through that's only for prejudging. And then there are for the nighttime show, the guys will do their own routine with like their music and stuff like that. So that does take a little bit longer, but as far as like the girls, you will typically not run through your full routine unless it is a smaller show. They usually call your number. You hit like a little bit of a front pose. They line you up on the side and then they just start calling you out and handing you trophies and medals or crowns and swords, whatever it may be. Um, it, it does feel a lot more faster rush. They take a picture, they snap it, they get you off stage, um, essentially. So it does go a little bit quicker, but also too, there's usually at some point for finals, there is some type of awards they may give out for like team awards. Um, guest posers will pose at that time. Mm -hmm. There's some type of like intermission where they like to thank all the promoters or there's like a giveaway or some shit like that, just depending on like what goes on Mm -hmm. uh, for that show or what that promoter wants. Um, which is really cool. It's cool to see that, but that would be the only thing that may add on time, but typically they're moving so fast that finals usually ends a lot quicker than, than prejudging does Mm -hmm. because they already know, they already know who the winners are. Yeah. Sometimes at like national shows, what they'll do is like the t- the top six or the top five, depending upon the class, will be able to do their individual routine one more time. And they might do another round of comparisons. But if you didn't make that first call out, you'll go on stage just to like hit your front pose, but then they'll like scootily boop you off the stage and put the first class back on. I, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen many regional shows do that, but I know national shows, they tend to want to take a sneaky peek one more time as like a confirmation round. But This is where I also want to interject. We don't have this in our notes, but I want to interject sportsmanship. You do not get the placing you thought you deserved or whatever that your mom thought you deserved, boyfriend, spouse, whatever. This is not a time 
to skip finals and be a poor sport is mm-hmm. not a time that when you receive a medal that maybe you didn't want to receive, i.e. you got third when you wanted first to throw your medal, throw your trophy, throw a fit. No, we don't do that. We represent the sport well. We take whatever placing that we got. We reevaluate if it wasn't the placing we wanted. And we go back to the drawing board with either our coach or ourselves, if we're self-coached, whatever, but be a good sport, represent the sport well, represent yourself well, your coach, your team, your family, like people can really throw tantrums backstage. Like people will throw Mm -hmm. water bottles, they'll like rant and rave and cuss. And it's like, listen, every single person that stepped on stage worked hard, right? They worked hard to get to where they were at. Be a good sport. Like if you didn't get the placing you wanted um, in prejudging because you were like removed around a lot and maybe they pushed you off to the side, this is not a time to like go binge on cookies or like eat burgers in between prejudging and finals. Because even if you do go to finals, it will still look bad, right? Like you'll got, your gut will look distended. You'll look watery. Yeah, you might like look super vascular, but it's still not a good look. So respect yourself enough to like not treat this as like, you know, you're, you're all or nothing type of perfectionist mentality of not getting the placing that you thought you deserved or whatever, like be humble, be grateful that the fact that bodybuilding is a privilege. And like I said, just go back to the drawing board because like everyone in that moment, most likely looked their best. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone worked hard. This is most likely the best they ever looked. And if you weren't like first place, Go back to the drawing board. See, see what you could have done differently, and maybe try again, or take an off season, or whatever. Ask for feedback and go from there. Yeah, like I just want to make one comment. Like you're a fucking adult. Act like one. That's all I have to say on that topic. Like, literally, don't. It's embarrassing. It's, mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. Like, you would want the same respect for yourself if you came in first and the person next to you was throwing a tantrum. You'd be like, okay, that's rude. Like, celebrate my win with me. And like, you should show that same respect because, you know, and those people typically that act like that, I said, I was going to say one thing and here we go. They don't last long in the sport. I'll tell you that they don't, yeah. I, I really think they last long. They don't have a lot of support. I think their mental health gets worse and worse, which makes their physique look worse. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say about that. But mm-hmm. sportsmanship is huge. Yes, it is key. Um, it looks good. It looks good for you. It's, I mean, you're celebrating, right? Like you, like I said, you'd want someone to be happy for you, regardless if you're the one that's in third or the one that's in first. Like I get so fucking excited when I see my friends win and they're standing next to me. Um, The biggest one that I can think of is when my friend Shelly, we were in the same height class and she ended up winning the fucking overall. Like I was screaming right there on the side of the stage, backstage. It was the first person to give her a hug. She beat me. And I was so fucking happy for her. I was so fucking happy that she beat me, right? Because I knew she deserved that win. I deserved that win too, but like she was better. And that's all we can do, right? I go back to the drawing board. I get better too, right? So once finals is all wrapped up, this actually isn't in our notes and I forgot to put this in there. Like, what do you do after finals, right? A lot of people are like, oh my God, let me go eat, which is fine, typically. Um, If your coach approves it, if you guys have the plan, whatever. But essentially, um, another thing that I forgot to put in here, like I said, is I am pretty big on getting the in-person athlete um, uh, feedback from the judges. So, you know, usually they take a week or so to get your stage shots. You'll email them, but some judges, especially at national shows, Sandy and Becky are really, really good at it. They'll stay after and you can line up and wait, um, to get your feedback. Um, and I've done that, um, just because I'm like, Hey, it's fresh in their mind. They just saw you. You're still standing there in your suit and your tan. They could be like, Oh yeah, by the way, granted, sometimes they'll, they can recall, a couple weeks later from a, from 
the email that you send them like, oh yeah, like I had a few notes, but like I personally, like when finals is over, I try and find those judges if they're willing to give me that feedback. Sometimes you go up and ask them and they're like, no, I'll just email you, which is fine. But more than likely they'll, they'll probably just give you the feedback right then and there, which I think is good. You want like what they thought that day, that moment, like seeing you like, oh yeah, like I did think you were really good on stage, but like you still need work here. Like we can talk about your delts. We can talk about your posing because they're not going to remember anything. And like, usually it takes a couple of days and then they have to go through 30 emails or so. And it's kind of like, oh, unless they have like really detailed notes sitting right in front of them, which they probably don't, um, things can get missed. And it's not like the end of the world, but like getting more detail from those judges right then and there is, is usually typically really good. So I always try and wait for once finals ends, find the judges, then figure out where I'm going out to eat. Um, I don't usually have like my athletes plan where they're going. If they do, I tell them no to stop that. <laughs> um, because sometimes, like we said, finals can run pretty late. They do go a little bit quicker, but they still can be pretty late. And I don't want anyone to have their heart set on something and it's closed by the time they, they go. And, and typically, that's usually what happens is it's closed or you're so fucking tired. tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. I don't, sometimes I don't want to go out. Like, I just want to go back to like, there's been times where, um, actually after the national stage, me and Alex just went back to the room and made like homemade pizza. Like we had like found some dough and shit and just like put in the oven. We had an Airbnb cooked it and like went to actually don't even think he fucking ate. I think he, he slept. And then like, I ate and like went to bed, but yeah, so you're either really, really tired or like the thing's not going to be open. So that's typically what you see at the night. Um, and then the last day of, you know, our, our show day or show weekend is Sunday. So what happens on Sunday when you're coming down from the high, like, what do you do in the morning? Like, this is where, like, I think this is where you need to like evaluate yourself as an athlete. Like, I don't think necessarily it's the time to train because I know people are like, oh, like I got my feedback. Now this is growing season. I'm going to hit the gym really hard the day after the show. And like, here's the deal. You're most, most likely like depleted as shit from like water and electrolytes especially if you had like some type of manipulation done or you're so swollen from like maybe your meal saturday we're like oh yeah yeah as of right now like you are not in the prime spot to grow this is where like you and your coach would be talking about hey are you doing another show are you reversing whatever but i would take the day reflect be gracious maybe you're traveling like maybe you have a flight to catch maybe you're driving back home whatever but I would still just take this day to express gratitude. Maybe you go out to brunch with friends. Maybe you have a photo shoot or something like that to do. Mm-hmm. But like, this is the point where just like, be so, just so gracious with yourself when it comes to like your mental health and kind of locking in gear when it comes to your next steps, because like post-show blues are going to hit if mm-hmm. you are reversing and you're done and you're going to be going into your off season. Like that's a very real thing. So make sure you're doing your due diligence to take care of your mental health. If you are onto a next show, get back on your meals, be with your coach. So that way you guys have that game plan to make the next show successful, but like take Sunday just to exist. That way you're setting your week up for success when Monday hits. But like, this is not the time, like I said, to like go to the gym. Cause I went to the gym the next day I went in the hotel gym and I tried to get a pump. And for the life of me, it was like, you know, I felt like just a limp dick the entire time in the gym. I could not get a pump to save my life. I was weak as shit. And I was so frustrated, right? I was so frustrated that my body looked even worse compared to show day because of just like, again, lack of water, lack of real meals. Like, obviously we did a good job peaking, but like one, I didn't have muscle mass to save my life anyway, but two, like we don't actually realize how stressful show day is mentally and physically. Cause you're not really like 
at least for me, I wasn't eating a lot of food because, you know, bikini, I just need that much. So like to try to get a fasted pump, because I trained fasted back then too. I'm like, what the fuck? And that like set mm-hmm. me up emotionally for such a roller coaster because like I looked awful. Yeah, no, I definitely think like reflecting on the day is huge. Um, Cause I, the year that I did multiple shows, I never had a second show planned. Um, It was kind of like Sunday, like, how are we feeling? Do we think we can push a little bit harder? Do we want to start a reverse? Um, same with my athlete that I just put on stage. We actually kind of were looking at a second show. And then Sunday we sat down, we talked, she was like, no, I want to be done. I want to start reversing. I'm tired. Like, I just, I want to end on this high note. I did really well. Let's start my reverse. Cool. So then I could help get her set up for Monday, right? Like I want you to be successful. So like, are we going to start like reverse calories, bringing cardio down, or are we going to push like, you know, and that is a conversation that needs to have, but like, it can only happen when you sit down and reflect and there is no wrong answer, but like really being grateful, really being like, okay, like, do I want to push? You know, I think having communication with your coach on Sunday is important just so you're not being like a loose cannon come Monday morning. Right. Um, and then, yeah, obviously I think resting that day, even maybe resting on Monday, depending on like what you need is super beneficial because you're going to have like shitty pumps. <laughs> you're just like, it's just not going to go well. It's really not. And like, you just worked hard for, you know, 20 something weeks, like, and show days is a lot. It's stressful. You're tired. You probably didn't sleep well. Like what I said at the beginning of this podcast going on with me right now, I didn't sleep well. So I'm fucking trained. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially like, I guess show weekend in a nutshell, you know, starting all the way from Wednesday or Thursday, all the way till Sunday. I'm kind of like what to expect along, along the journey of, you know, those, those quick three to four days of like what happens because sometimes you don't even know. And it's literally like saying it, it's like your wedding day is like such a good analogy to use because it's like over in like the blink of an eye. And they say that when you get married, I mean, I've never been fucking married. You know it. I don't, but I would assume that's like, it's like, you do all this preparing and then all of a sudden the day comes and it's like, boom, done. And it's like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting your makeup done. You're getting your hair done. Like you're, you're, you're kind of waiting for like the ceremony to happen. It happens. You barely get a bite to eat. You have photos being taken. Like you have like this big, like laundry list of to do's and it's wonderful. It's magical. But like the next thing, you know, like you can't wait to be in your hotel room with your husband with yeah, sex, fine, whatever. Not like we really waited, but whatever. And, but like, really what I waited for my wedding night was just to lay in bed next to my husband and give him a wicked high five and be like, you mm-hmm. fucking did it, kid. We made through this day. But yeah, that's kind of what show day is. And it, it goes by quick. It is a lot of fun. Um, but also like, remember that reversing is hard, right? And this won't be a podcast on reversing. We'll probably have our own podcast on like post-show treats and stuff like that. Cause that's a huge mental health, like topic that a lot of people struggle with is like having a freezer full of cookies and shit like that. Um, and struggling with binging post-show, but this is a time to stay with your coach because chances are, if you're working with a bodybuilding coach, they have been through this before. And like post-show blues, depression is very real. Binging post-show is a very real phenomenon. And you want to make sure that you are in a good spot. Even if you're like doing bodybuilding for like a bucket list thing. And like, you kind of don't care about having like an off season or whatever, like still the reverse process is imperative for your health. We're thinking like from your heart, your lungs, like your adrenals, all these other like important vital organs to set you up for, yeah, a great off season. If you are wanting to stick in bodybuilding, or at least like to not ruin your life, because like I said, like it'll hit like a fucking shit storm. Oh, did it fuck shit up? Mm-hmm. Bad. Bad. Mm-hmm. Bad. Uh-huh. Bad. 
But yeah, we'll have a really nice, um, we have a couple of guests coming soon. So we have Rania talking about EDs, eating, eating disorders and bodybuilding. And then Jasmine Jeffrey from Compaq the following Friday talking about like show day glam. So like going into the nitty gritty of like um, posing suit colors and like mm-hmm. designs, earrings, earring lengths, jewelry, shit like that. She's really good about like the little fine details that like you wouldn't think about Well, she thinks about it. And it's definitely something to be thinking about for sure. Oh yeah. And when we're judged on your whole presentation. So it'll be exciting to have her on. It'll be exciting to have Rania on too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, like a topic that's not as well talked about. Yeah. Um, which is a huge issue because it is a huge problem in the bodybuilding world that hopefully, and I pray we'll get better one day with, you know, the work that she's doing and other people will start doing, but um, yeah, we're going to bring awareness to it. So as far as show weekend, if you guys ever have any questions about it, um, feel free to reach out to Ash and I, you know, where to find us on the gram. But other than that, I got nothing else to say about your show weekend other than when you get there, congrats and good luck. Congrats. Have fun. Good luck. All right, guys. Until next time. Peace. Adios.